well, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first episode of 2022 of the Auto Trader Podcast and uh, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. And uh, brought to you by Auto Trader. My name is George Mini, and none other than Wandile Sishi is back. I'm definitely back for for another year of Auto Auto Trader Podcast. Lovely. I uh, I can't wait uh, for this year. It looks like uh, Wandy, we um, you know we're, we're we're potentially at the end of this pandemic. What do you think? I think so. I think um, for the most part, I think the 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 hard bits is done or the, the, you know, the kind of the bad parts of the pandemic is over. Um, and now we are onto the kind of the recovery phase or back to normality, I guess. Well, you know, from your mouth, because uh, um, I can't wait for this um, back to normal to, to hit us again. So how was your uh, December? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Good. I um, lots of resting happened. Um, I won't lie. The end of December was kind of tragic, or well, the beginning of December, because Los Hamilton lost. Um, other than that, it was lots of recovery from from the F one season and, and coming to to this year. So, yeah, let's see what happens this year. Do you think he's going to make any inroads this year, or do you think he's going to have stiff competition? I think it's going to be the toughest year for him to win ever. Um, I think it's probably going to be the most competitive year, specifically for Mercedes. Um, but I think it's going to be kind of the same in terms of closer racing this year uh, versus previous, you know, four or five years. I think. Um, I think. Uh, so, yeah. I think Red Bull and Verstappen are going to come out swinging. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Ferrari apparently has has a really good car this year, um, but they've been saying that for years. Um, but, you know, a few teams did not actually spend lots of money last year on developing their car. Just so for 2022, they have a really good car. Um, so we'll see competition everywhere. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough season. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So yeah. onto, uh, onto the show itself. Um, you know, what we're going to look at today is uh, new cars coming in 2022 and expected trends yeah. in 2022. And then uh, some of uh, my personal predictions and your personal predictions, Wendy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, lots lots of things are predicted to happen in 2022. So, you know, we're definitely going to be recording this and, and making sure that we can go back to towards uh, at a later stage and see if we're accurate. Um, I think I know a little bit of your predictions, but let's see if I'm if my suspicions are correct. Well, uh, you know, I mean, we all know the the global microchip shortage. Um, uh, yeah. made a massive impact on supply chains and, um, you know, um, new models still are yeah. coming in 2022. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm driving one of them now, which is the BMW iX40, the full electric BMW. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, so, so 2022, I think we're going to still see new models launching, but, uh, you know, potentially some of those have been pushed out to 2022 from 2021. So, um, and there's, there yeah. seems to be dozens of them. So maybe all of that backlog from the, uh, from the microchip shortage has caused this kind of release of cars into 2022. And, um, uh, of particular yeah. interest to me, as you probably know, is the, is the EVs. So, um, um, Audi's performance and electrification, um, will be their main focal point for 2022. And, uh, we'll probably see the, uh, the e-tron. What do you think? 
Yeah, expected to see a few e-trons. So we know that the e-tron HV and the Sportback is going to be coming in. Um, I think there's already a few in South Africa. I did see one on, on the Auto Trader website. But I'm really excited for the e-tron GT. That's kind of the proper sports version of the e-tron um, category uh, cars coming in. So, you know, Audi is not the only ones who are coming in. But there is kind of an interesting that I have interesting thing I have noticed with regards to sort of the halo brands or the most popular brands in, in South Africa with regards to the ET, EV strategy. Um, mainly BMW is basically taking existing cars and turning those into electric models. But, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't know if it's, and, I don't know if that's entirely their strategy. They're not, they're not taking BMW and turning them electric. They're not retrofitted electric cars. I'm busy driving one at the no, moment. They're not, no, they, they're not. They're actually not completely retrofitted. Yeah. So uh, what you mean though is, uh, BMW doesn't want the feeling that it's not a BMW. Well, not necessarily. The iX is kind of different in the fact that it's a completely brand vehicle, but cars like the i4 um, and some of the other cars are basically taking the same sort of package and just swapping out for, um, it's not a retrofit in the sense that VW basically just put some bashes inside. It is designed from the ground up, but it is using the same body model. Um, and yeah. that's because they're trying to save costs. Whereas other companies like Mercedes-Benz and Audi are completely from the R&D of the design of the vehicle all the way through to the actual drivetrain is completely fresh. Um, and that's going to bring up costs. And I think that's going to be something to watch out. I think BMW might have the right trick um, in terms of you know getting the cost cheaper for the market um, by using their strategy. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm driving the BMW iX at the moment, and uh, um, yeah. I've seen the uh, the i4. Um, the yeah. i4 doesn't look like a retrofitted BMW. It looks like it looks like the iX, just a sedan version. Yeah, I mean that's based off the four series. Yeah, it's based um, off the, the four series. series so but it looks, is it is it? Is, yeah. I mean, do you think it's really retrofitted? Do you think they're using the same? No. Um, no, I don't. It's it's not retrofit in that sense. Um, it has been developed, so there are you know it, it is something that's completely unique um, in its range. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a retrofit in the sense that they've you know VW took the VW Golf and put a basically batteries in the engine, and you know there it is. Um, this is very unique, and I think the the experience is not going to be one for one. But more importantly for consumers, it's going to be familiar. Um, and, you know, almost like hybrids, it's a nice way to start talking about EVs and getting people to experience them better as when they, you know, it's something that they're more familiar with. With the iX, I mean, that's a completely new vehicle. Um, kind of listening to what you said about it, it sounds like it's a, it's a new experience altogether. It is a new experience. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm going to have a lot to say about this iX, um, after, you know, having yeah. driven it, uh, on a, on a long road trip. So, so look out for that. Look out for, uh, on my, um, on my personal social media channels uh, at George Mini and, um, you know, go and, go and have a look at what I have to say about, uh, about that iX. Um, but sticking with mm. Audi for a second, I see that they're still producing, uh, the RS3, which is the petrol powered model. Um, you know, so, yeah. you know, I know Audi is also committed to electrification, but, uh, still bringing out the high powered, um, ICE vehicles. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the trend, I think, for most companies in the near future, at least. Um, but, you know, as soon as 2030 has, that's when we start seeing big changes, but huge, huge RS3 is probably one of the most anticipated models that are coming into South Africa, um, this year. 
Um, I'm super excited for this, and I'm glad that you know we still have some of these super fun vehicles, um, loud vehicles <laughs> um, on the roads. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Loud vehicles. I, I can't think of anything <laughs> worse, Wendy. I, I swear. Uh, you know, um, I heard a couple of converted people say that, you know, what you lose in the sound, you gain in the talk. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. So, so it's a good it's a good way to look at it. You, you know, there's a there's a there's a big gain for losing the sound. I'm, I'm not saying the sound isn't, uh, but uh, you know, talking like sticking with BMW for a second before we move on to Ford. Um, uh, you know, there's a there's a there's an iconic sound button, and uh, I think the I think the guy that developed the sound is um, um, Mike. Pardon? Is it Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer, yeah, that's it. That's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer uh, created all of the movie sounds for, I think, yeah. Star Wars and um, yeah. and stuff. And he's created Batman. The BM- yeah. Batman. He's created the sounds for BMW. And uh, um, you know, I, I, I tell you, in the BMW, like when you push the start button, that startup yeah. sound, yeah. Uh, like I swear, I want to clone it. It is that good. Um, so I have a question for you then. Sure. Um, I mean, you have the iPace. <laughs> I'm sure you're expecting this at some point. How does the iX compare to to your to your iPace? You can't compare because iX is a proper SUV. It's it's probably the size yeah. of an X5. Um, yeah. From you know from a from a body size point of view. Inside, I think the boot's a little bit smaller because the electric motors are pretty big. The one thing I noticed about this iX is that you can't open the bonnet. Um, oh, okay, that's strange. Yeah, so so it's the first EV that I've experienced where the bonnet is totally sealed. You can't you can't get in there, um, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. But nonetheless, and uh, BMW did it on purpose. Um, so they don't want anybody. Why do they do it on purpose? They don't want anybody fiddling in there because it's high voltage and you know. Okay. Um, they don't want anyone fiddling in there. So, uh, uh, so, so you can't really compare the iX to my iPace. Um, okay. So I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say one is better than the other. Um, you know, <laughs> it's I love my iPace and I'm gonna enjoy getting back into it when uh, when I have to give the BMW back. But the BMW is an EV, and I love EVs, and so I love the iX as you know, as as much as I love so my diplomatic. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I, I I think I think once I've kind of like once the novelty's worn off, then yeah, I, I'll probably end up with a favorite. Um, I mean, obviously, okay. at the moment, my my Jaguar I Pace is my favorite because I own it, yeah. I drive it, I live with it. Um, and, yeah. and it's faster than the iX. So, you know, uh, but, but yeah, okay. you, you won't, you won't get an answer out of me yet. But let's move on to Ford. <laughs> the Ford Figo is going to disappear. Yeah. So the Ford Figo is going to be disappearing, um, because, uh, you know, because Ford's moving out of India and, uh, but that's not going to impact the really, uh, the really popular eco sports, which we're seeing in South Africa and the rest of the world, um, which is built off the, the Figo platform. Um, but you know, I think a lot of people are really anticipating the new Ford Ranger, um, which is going to be coming in this year on our shores. I've seen the pictures of it. It looks amazing. Um, so yeah, that's probably going to be one of the top selling cars in South Africa. I predict, um, in the next year, year and a half. 
Um, and then uh, 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 Mercedes-Benz, um, you know, uh, as far as ice-powered vehicles goes, um, you know, there's big news from Mercedes-Benz and the new C-Class and S-Class becoming available in South Africa. Yeah. Um, C-Class, I think, was supposed to actually land last year. Um, I think that's one of the models that were pushed out because a year, um, specifically in the country. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Mercedes Benz, it seems like their big shout this year is going to be their, their EQ range or their, their electric vehicle range once again. So we've seen this trend with, um, lots of these OEMs are really focusing on this EV introduction into the South African market. Well, uh, you know, years to, uh, years to a future of EV. Again, if you, if you, if you watch my own personal social media channels, uh, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see I've done, I've done a road trip release recently. That um, that's uh, that's going to support some some interesting charging infrastructure uh, positives and challenges. Um, you know, I face some challenges yeah. in, in charging in the last uh, in the last couple of days in uh, in doing a, a, a an EV road trip. But uh, um, uh, you know, what is your outlook for twenty twenty two? You know, in light of um, vehicle inventories being at a record low. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of tough to say, but I do anticipate that for consumers specifically, um, it's going to be a much better year in terms of options and the price of vehicles. Uh, we saw that in the last year, a lot of the prices went up for, you know, new and used. Um, and that's as a result of demand for vehicles, specifically um, the fact that there was a shortage of the vehicles. So the price had to go up. Yeah. But I think this year we're going to be seeing a lot more vehicles in our roads um, and there's going to be a lot more options. I think you spoke about recently the cheapest electric vehicle just came to South Africa, um, which was like sub 200,000. No, no, 230,000 rand. Um, So, you know, there's there's going to be this 230,000 rand, that's the number. I think it was a city bag or something like that. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's those sort of things which are going to be really exciting to see within the market. You know, we're going to have so many more options and so many more things to talk about and it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, opinion. I mean, uh, it seems like people's predictions um, are that uh, uh, vehicle sales are going to reach pre-pandemic um, levels uh, by 2023 um, and then a massive upswing yeah. in 24 and 25. But you know what? We've seen the optimism before. Uh, anything that spikes above GDP growth is uh, is uh, is unnatural. And uh, and you know, on auto yeah. trader, as you know, we're seeing the searches for EVs, but equally, we're still seeing more searches for ICE vehicles. But that's because of supply, I suppose. Yeah. Um. On on that note, you know, the report's going to be coming out soon, but we're already seeing some insane numbers. You what know, report? Now, you just, you just you just teased everybody. What report? <laughs> the, the 2021 auto trader uh, car industry reports will be coming out soon. Oh, and um, in that, we saw that for the first time ever, um, we're seeing over 500,000 searches for EV cars in, in the country. Um, uh, it's those sort of things. Up from what? The interest that's growing, that's really exciting me. Up, 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 well, the number up, is, it's, it's a slow base. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but you're saying 500,000. I think it was 200 and 200. It was 246-odd. So it's doubled. Um, it's effectively doubled. So it's, just, it's doubled. Yeah, correct. I think it's 110% to be completely accurate. Um, you know, so it's, it's still really exciting to see the, the you know, the, the market grow and people are getting more interested, not just 
ICE vehicles, but EVs are also becoming really popular. And, you know, all these little nuances, which we, we didn't, you know, have the pleasure of experiencing in the last two years are now finally coming to, to the forefront and people are going to be able to experience them firsthand and not just from an article or listening to us, you know, on a camera. Um, so, you know, it, it's exciting. And, uh, um, uh, you know, South Africa is big on buckies. Um, I'm wondering what the, uh, the Bucky scenario is going to look like, you know, with the, with the coming EVs, because we, we, we haven't really seen any predictions of introduction of Bucky's into South Africa. And Bucky, South Africa is a big Bucky nation. Um, you know, yeah. and all of these EVs yeah. are either sedans, smaller cars or uh, SUVs. Do you think that South Africa is ready for that in terms of a price points and, you know, the interest in, in, because the, the interest in buckets is so big and I don't think it's completely dependent on uh, the drivetrain. But do you think EVs are going to be something that's going to interest people into buckets more or do you think it's actually going to detract from the current popularity that we're seeing with buckets? No, I think South Africa, personally, I think South Africa will always be a bucky, uh, bucky brigade, okay. bucky nation. Um, you know, the, 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 the SUVs have taken hold in uh um you know in more urban upmarket areas uh yeah, but yeah. by and large the average person wants a double cab bucky for some reason you know ford ranger and toyota highlights yeah. have proven that yeah definitely um and they're releasing them um as mentioned before the new ranger is coming and we'll see those numbers when when they start trickling in but i anticipate that's going to be you know, the, the car to beat really by Polo, by, by everyone, really. Yeah, um, so I, I cars like cars like the Polo, um, you know, uh, it's interesting that, you know, on the list of kind of anticipated cars for 2022, Audi, BMW, Ford, and Mercedes-Benz feature, but where is VW? VW is there. Um, they definitely are there. I think there is going to be a new Polo that's going to be coming in in 2022 um i'm not sure if it's an it's, it's it's a refresh so it's a facelift really more than anything else um and we can anticipate that's also going to be really popular um but you know they really released the new golf um you know maybe there's gonna be a new golf r or a new tech one r but you know Volkswagen is not going to let go of their market share anytime soon specifically in south africa it's a huge market for them people love vws in south africa um so i think they you know look out for them look out for them but from an ev point of view i from the top of my head i can't think they'll be releasing anything um either bespoke or retrofitted anytime soon yeah and that's that's what i'm talking about you know i've got no doubt vw will continue to to assemble cars here and and bring in those that they don't but uh from an ev point of view just it just seems quiet but in europe you you see that ev uh, uh, that VW is committed to EVs. I mean, um, the CEO of VW had uh, met with uh, Elon Musk last year and they, I'm sure, yeah, shared ideas because Elon Musk is, you know, he's open like that. But, uh, um, but, but where, like, where is VW and South Africa from an EV yeah, perspective? I mean, from an, e- from an EV point of view, I think they are probably the ones who a lot of people are waiting for. Um, if there was an EV Polo, for instance, that came into the markets, I think it's going to be, you know, one of the most anticipated models to come in the markets. We know how popular the vehicle is. And it's just so useful in all sort of conditions for your average South African. It's the perfect vehicle um, to get people used to it. 
um, you know, maybe less less car thefts are going to happen of the polo because of, you know because of the EV engine as well. There's so many there's so many things that you can use to sell this vehicle. And come on, Volkswagen, you're waiting for um, the electric polo. Well, I must tell you, I stopped at uh, I tra- stopped at a charging station um, with the uh, BMW iX, and um, uh, that thing draws a crowd. But I mean, any, every EV is yeah. a cut. Let, let me not let me not pin it on the iX. Yeah. When I when I drove, you know, my road trip with my Jaguar I Pace had the same thing. Um, you know, you, you, all you need to do is park at the charging station, and I think it draws a crowd. It's not even yeah. about uh, it's not even about the car. Um, but uh, this one guy came and uh, wanted to talk to me about uh, about the BMW, and then uh, uh, his one of his questions yeah. was, um, you know, at least uh, you know. Uh, these things are hard to steal. You know, you and I think that's the case. Yeah, I think that criminals are just going to become a lot cleverer. What are you going to be stealing though? Like, if you're stealing an electric vehicle, like, what what are you really like going to do with it? Um, well, I mean, you, you, you can't. You're not going to. You're not going to break it down like they do with today's ICE vehicles. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah. it's really. Maybe theft will come down. I mean, did you think it's it's going to be harder to steal, or do you think it's going to be less interest in stealing it because you can't sell it for parts, or maybe maybe you can sell it for parts? I don't know. I'm going to do some digging to find out what are the the EV theft numbers. I'm sure someone has done some sort of research on it, and you know, if I take if I take a guess. I think less EVs are stolen than any other vehicles. Not just because there's less of them, but from a potential point of view, I think they are, are less likely to be stolen just because of the tech. Um, it's just too fresh and too new. So uh, when I when I when I just googled EV theft, the first thing that came up mm-hmm. is is stealing the charging cable. <laughs> In South Africa, that's probably going to be the case. You know, uh, the charging cable the charging for my iPace apparently rate. is ten thousand rand. Wow. Okay. Well, there, there you have it. There's a market for the for the cables, not for not for the vehicles yet. Because uh, um, apparently there, there needs to be changes to the locking mechanism. So because when you know when you when you yeah. stand and when you charge your EV, you've got to leave the cable plugged in, and uh, it seems yeah. as though a, a, like in the rest of the world that, that that's the thing that gets stolen. I can believe that. I can believe that. If if I lost, okay, look, I'm not a thief. Let me just put it out there. But if I had lost and my my charging cable. Um, you know, the easiest place to get one would probably be at another charging, like at a charging bay. Um, so I can understand that. I can understand that, but I don't condone it. Let me just put it out there. Well, it seems to be like in, in, in just Googling this right now, uh, electric vehicle yeah. cable theft. Well, I mean, South Africa, we know about cable theft, don't we? Like surely, you know, <laughs> really uh, uh, like people are stealing high voltage cables all the time. This is going to be easy. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's really interesting. Ultimately, I, I am curious to find out if you can charge anything outside of a vehicle from a charging bay. Uh, what do you mean? Because that that's – could you rewire your house onto the car charging network, for instance? I, I, I'm, I'm worried that you're even thinking about that. I'm thinking like the criminal, so we can stop the criminal. 
<laughs> you have to think like this. So, 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 let me, so let me understand what you think. So you think that the criminals are going to try and plug in to an EV charger to get electricity? Just think about how simple that would be in terms of the logistics required so you, so to you not s- get caught. No. <laughs> no one's going to be looking at charging bays for, you know, rewiring cables. Oh, that's so funny. And I think that's where the, the, the challenge is going to be is people stealing electricity, not necessarily the electric vehicle. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to a different topic, and that is uh, uh, vehicle finance and valuation. Because, you know, transparency yes. uh, in, uh, in, in, in other parts of the world as well as South Africa around uh, buying and selling of vehicles, you know, it comes down to whether you can finance the car and what your car that you're buying or selling is actually worth. Um, and I know yes. that at Auto Trader we are furiously working on. Uh, we, we've launched some valuation tools, and now we've, we, we're very much working on uh, finance tools. So, uh, you yes. know, what's your prediction for uh, for retailing and uh, and finance and valuation transparency? So, I think a lot of people are now understanding that they have more control um, and more say with regards to how much they get for their vehicles, specifically when they're selling it. Um, and I think it's up to companies like AutoTrader and you know other players in the markets um, to start providing the tools to show this transparency. And we'll be seeing a lot more of that. Um, as you mentioned, there's lots of tools that we currently rolling out um, already live on the sites, which can show you how much you could potentially be getting versus what you know people were getting previously. Um, so the power is now in the consumers' hands, and we can anticipate more digital um, activity with regards to the car shopping journey um for sure for sure we're already seeing it now in january numbers are insane i'm not going to spoil anything but they are insane so so i must tell you a funny story um you know talking going going back to evs and charging infrastructure so you know many people say to me yeah but what about load shedding what about our power infrastructure issues so you know i've got a funny story that plays right into the you know getting to the goat of what these what these naysayers say so um so i uh, i leave joburg um, with the IX mm. and uh, my plan mm-hmm. is to charge at a particular charging station. I'm not going to tell you which one it was so that you can go and watch the actual road trip, but I, I, I plan mm-hmm. on stopping at a particular charging station. Um, and literally I, I, I pull to up to a traffic light just before the place at which yeah. this charging station is and the traffic lights out. And it's a, it's a four way <laughs> stop effectively. And my first thought was, why is the traffic light out? Um, and uh, it turns out that uh, that entire area had, I don't know if it was load shedding or just power issues, but the charger, the, the charger yeah. wasn't online. I couldn't use it because uh, because the power was out oh, in wow. that, uh, at, that, at that charging station. So, so it was just ironic that I'm driving an EV. I want to pull into this charging station and I can't because the power's out. Um, but I had yeah, enough range to get yeah. to the next charger, so it wasn't an issue. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but it was I quite th- I funny. Thought the, I thought the I thought the charging bays were independent of of the grid. Is is that uh, no? They they use no. They they don't have their own grid. They use ESCOM and the municipalities. Um, okay. They indep- they're independent of okay. uh, of the of the owner of the the property. Yes, but uh, but they they have to plug okay. into the grid. I mean, how else are they going to get electricity? Um, you know, yeah, you always just think that this isn't just new energy at this point. Um, but yeah, I guess 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, um, I don't know if uh, uh, if new energy is going to solve our problem. I maintain that we need ESCOM. We definitely need ESCOM. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've my house is 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 fully green, and um, and uh, if, in long periods of rain that we've had over the last couple of weeks, uh, you do. Mm. Um, you do then end up having to rely on ESCOM, especially if you've got an EV. If you've just got, uh, if you just got solar energy on your house, um, that yeah. you can be off the grid. That's no problem at all. But, uh, but to, to not, to, to charge a car and to run your house, totally different story. I have a quick question before time runs out. So with regards to physical showrooms and how people are shopping for cars, do you think we'll be starting to see less people in the showroom and more people? sort of doing more online um, or, or are we going to be seeing similar numbers in 2022 specifically? Well, I mean, the searches are doubled for EVs. Hey, so I think it's going to be more of that. Uh, a lot of EVs are coming okay. to market. Um, you know, I think we're going to start to see the numbers climb and uh, you know, I can't wait till we can actually make a, a true comparison in terms of volume of numbers between ICE vehicles and EVs. Um, and I think it's coming. I think yeah. in the next 12 to 24 months, we're going to see it. But digital shopping versus physical shopping, do you think there's going to be oh, a change? Oh, I see at all what you mean. Uh, you know, as the pandemic ends, I think we we will we will we will gravitate towards more physical world experiences again. But I don't think we'll ever lo- lose okay. what, lose what we've learned. Um, life will just be a lot easier. Uh, you you you'll you'll maybe go and shop for a car at the final stages physically rather than, you know, more of the shopping journey will be online, but it's not going to take away the physicality of it. I don't think. I think I agree with you. I mean, I do, whenever I go to a store, I'm in and out within five, five minutes. Um, I don't like shopping. Because you've done, you've done, you've done the shopping online first. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've even called the stores to say, Hey, can you put that aside for me? And then I go and just pick it up. So, I think I agree with you. Um, this is still going to be the powerhouse, but the, the final stage is still going to be very much at the dealership. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's all we have time for, unfortunately. And uh, I'm George Mini, as usual, joined by Wandile Sishi and May Verstappen win 2022. See you next time. <laughs>